welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Riley and Gillis go after each other when they realize that it's harder to share a car than they thought it would be. Today's show is entitled, Riley and Gillis Buy a Car Together. Never a good idea. It is the 203rd episode of The Life of Riley, and it originally aired on May 29th, 1948. The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. (laughs) Through the years, the friendship of Chester A. Riley and Jim Gillis has bloomed and ripened. It has survived every test of time and circumstance. But now, Riley and Gillis are about to embark on a mutual undertaking so perilous, so fraught with hidden danger, that no friendship could be expected to bear up under the strain. They're chipping in to buy a car together. Riley, you're not actually going through with this crazy scheme. Why, sure. We paid our dough and we pick up the car tomorrow. What's crazy about it? Oh, you and Gillis will be at each other's throats in no time. Oh, no, not me and Jim. Why, we've been pals since I was in the cradle. Oh, sure. Sure. Why, I remember every morning my mother would put me out in my cradle on the front porch and little Jim would come over and rock me. Yes, but he used real rocks. Your mother told me all about it. You weren't born with that nose. No. That was only in the beginning. All these years, we've been real pals, and we're going to keep on being pals. Not if you get that car, you won't. Now, don't worry. We settled it so there'd be no argument. Neither one is going to use the car without the other one. Oh, that's fine. I guess you'll sit up all night to see that Gillis doesn't sneak off with it. Not me. I trust Gillis like a brother. Besides, he'll keep the ignition key in his house, and I'll keep the battery in my house. That's the most ridiculous... Riley, I'm warning something. I don't care what it is. A house at the beach or a car. They wind up not speaking to each other. Well, that won't happen to us. I never seen two families get along so good. Why, why you and Honey Bee Gillis, you, you're always calling each other dear and darling and honey and... Yes, but they still dislike each other. Oh, and that. And look at our junior and their Egbert. Why... It's in front of they so... Last week, they chipped in and bought a bicycle together. Just like me and Gillis are doing with a car, you don't hear them squabbling over it, do you? Oh, not yet, but I've got my fingers crossed. Now, Peg, how can you say that? Come over here to the window. Look. Look at them out there. Just look at the little darlings. They're so crazy about each other, they got their arms around each other's throats. <laughs> what? Riley, I don't think so. <laughs> look at that. They fell down. And our junior, a regular little gentleman... He let Egbert fall on top of him. Riley, look what Egbert's doing. Yeah, isn't that sweet? He's sitting on our junior's chest and chewing the flies off his face. He's slapping him. They're fighting? Oh, go out and stop that little brute, Egbert. But, Peg, that's my best friend, son. Go into our junior. Stop him. Junior, stop that. Take your ear out of Egbert's teeth and come in the house. <laughs> There she is, Riley, our own car at last. She's a beauty, ain't she? Yeah, she sure is, Gillis. I always wanted an Essex. Yeah. And it's, it's their latest model, too. 1926. Yeah. Oh, I never thought I'd own a car. No, me neither. It just goes to show what cooperation can do. Yeah. Too bad our kids and our wives can't get along the way we do. Yeah. Say, uh, I want to apologize for the way my egg white bit your junior's ear. Oh, forget it. The kid was probably hungry. You know, the kids would have made up, only those wives of ours had to go mixed in. 
What bring me up was the way... That's the trouble with the world. Name-calling, misunderstanding, insult. That's the way war starts. First thing you know, I drop an atomic bomb on your house. And you drop an atomic bomb on my house. Why, our landlords would evict us. Right. Oh, sure. We've been pals too long. Yeah. Why, we was childhood sweethearts. Yeah. I remember when I was five years old, I wanted to marry you. <laughs> Sometimes when I look at my wife, I'm sorry I turned you down. <laughs> Those were the days. Of course, in the beginning, we hated each other. Yeah. You remember what brought us together? Yeah, that little hungry puppy. I remember it like it was yesterday. There was this licorice whip laying on the sidewalk, and we both made a grab. Yeah, and then you tried to pull it away from me. You kept on pulling and pulling. And before we knew it, we had 14 feet of licorice. (laughs) And then you tried to strangle me with it. (laughs) And then we heard that hungry little puppy whining. I remember how he looked up at us with those big brown eyes, appealing to us. Yeah. And then we forgot all about fighting. Yeah, we stopped being selfish. And we gave that hungry little pup the licorice. The whole fort. <laughs> we didn't even save an inch for ourselves. <laughs> and we've been pals ever since. Riley, if I ever try to pull something, you know, if I get belligerent, you just remind me of that little pup that brung us together. Yeah. yeah you know what? I'll just bark. I'll go... Whoop! And if I ever get belligerent, you remind me. Yeah, yeah. I'll go, whoa! Gillis, Gillis, we want our kids to be pals like us, don't we? Sure, but the kids today, they don't want to listen to reason. They'd rather fight. Yeah, well, we're talking don't do no good. We've got to show them. So this Sunday, what do you say we take our joint car and the kids on a picnic? A a cooperation picnic. Let's show them how beautiful a friendship can be. Right, did they? Yeah, I'll go tell Peg to get all the stuff. Wait! No women. They'll only make trouble. How will we keep those kids open? No, sir. No wives on this picnic. No, 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 you're right. No wives. This Sunday, we'll just be a couple of bachelors out for a good time with our kids. Well, we want to get a good spot for the picnic. So you're really going ahead with it. Yeah, you bet we are. And it's no use begging, Dumplin'. You can't come with us. You and Honeybee would only start scrapping with each other. Oh, don't worry. I don't want to go. Now, it's no use getting hysterical. You can't go. <laughs> Our heads are made up. You ready, Junior? Yeah. Do I have to go, Pop? Well, yeah. We're, we're doing this for you and Egbert. You're going to love the picnic and the swimming. Now, you take the little box and I'll take the big one. Now, are you sure you got everything you'll need? I don't want those kids to be hungry. Oh, don't worry. I made a list. See? Everything's taken care of. Riley, you left out half the things. You got a grill, but there's no meat. You got firewood, but no matches. There's butter, but no bread. Well, sure, that's the whole idea, Peg. Cooperation. I bring the grill, Gillis brings the meat. I bring the coffee, he brings the cream. He brings the onions, I bring the air wick. <laughs> Cooperation. Oh, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. It is not crazy. Cooperation is the only way to accomplish anything. Why, look at Sears and Roebuck. That's the result of cooperation. <laughs> Goodbye, Tuffman. Oh, there's Gillis. Are you all set, Gillis? All set. Hurry up, big boy, darling. Thank you, Miss Pepper. I want to sit in the front. 
Nancy, wait till you ain't sitting in the fence. Well, no, you're not. It's my father's car. It's my father's car, too, isn't it? Now, boys, 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 stop it, stop it. It's our car. That's right. I'm surprised at you, kid. You've got to learn how to get along. Certainly. Now, both of you get in the back seat and act like gentlemen. All right. That's better. Now, kiss and make up. First, take out, take out the bubble gum. Oh, no. Yeah, well, okay, then just shake hands. Well, let's get going, Riley, my good friend. Yeah, pal. I can hardly wait to get my hair, Riley. I better drive. No, I better break here. Since when are you an expert? I drive better than you. You don't drive a car, Gillis. You aim it. <laughs> Listen here, I'm driving. And if you don't like it, you can stay yes. home. Look! You... Oh, forgive me, Riley. I lost my head. Thanks for reminding me. We can settle this, people. Why, sure. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll both drive. I'll steer and you'll shift. Now you're talking. Yeah, you see, boys, cooperation. In my merry Oldsmobile, in my heart, this is the life. Hey, Gillis, old pal. You said it, Riley, jump. Just listen to that motor purr. <laughs> like a kitten. In my merry Oldsmobile, I got a turn here, killer ship. Got it. Smooth as fluid drive. That's teamwork for you, boys. In my merry Have that fixed in a jiffy. The the windshield's getting kind of dusty too, so as long as we stop, I'll dust off the windshield, Gillis, while you're fixing the flat. Okay. Wait a minute. I can dust the windshield. Why don't you fix the flat? Now look, Gillis. Now look, let's let's not have any trouble. You're not just a passenger, you know. You own half this car. Yeah, but how do you know that flat tire is in my half? Well, how do you know it isn't? Riley, I'm defying you to make me fix that. Now flat. just a minute, Gillis. You ain't done a thing since we left home except shift gears. And if you know what's good for you, you'll get off that flat tire. Really? Oh. Oh. Excuse me. I'm sorry. That's okay. We can both fix the tire. Okay, pal? Right. Chum. And, uh, Gillis, to avoid any arguments in the future, we'll divide the car in half with an imaginary line. Eh? Right. Anything happens in your half, you fix. And anything happens in my half, I'll fix. Right. You see, boys? Cooperation. How much further to the picnic ground, Gillis? Uh, a couple more miles. Mr. Riley, will you stop at the next gas station? What, again? Gillis, that kitty yours has stopped at a gas station every mile for the last ten miles. <laughs> well, is it my fault the little darling needs air to blow up his water wings? Okay, okay. Look out for that car in front, Gillis. Watch it! Watch that car! Turn your wheels! Turn, Gillis! Riley, you're driving! No. Yeah, that's right. What's the matter with you, Riley? Well, I'm nervous. Every five minutes, stop at a gas station to blow air into your kid's Oh, quit belly aching, will you? You're getting me nervous. What now? I'll go take a look under the hood. Burnt out. Nothing much. There's a garage about a mile back. 
Uh, you go get some spark plugs, Gillis. Should I go get them, chum? Those spark plugs are in your half of the car. <laughs> They're not in my half of the car. They're in your half of the car. Now, wait a minute. We divided this car in half. And the front part is your half. You've got it all wrong. We didn't divide this car across the width. We divided it lengthwise. So these spark plugs are in your half of the car. I had just about enough out of you. I'm fed up to hear. Gillis, ever Ruff. since we left home, all you've done was shoot off that big yap. Gillis, Ruff. and I'm Ruff. getting sick and tired of it, you big ass. Gillis, please. If I'd have known Ruff. you were going to turn out like a weasel like this, Ruff. I'd have gone into this. I could have had some Riley and Gillis, no longer speaking to each other, have just arrived at the picnic ground. Over here, Pop, here's a nice spot under this tree here. Yeah, this is okay. Papa, over here. Can you find a nice spot under this tree? You come over here, Egbert. We're going to have our own tree. But, Papa... Come over here, I said. Yeah, you you better beat it, Egbert. Your father will need you when them woodpeckers find out he's here. <laughs> Gee, Pop, I'm hungry. Well, then, eat. I'll go get the meat for Mr. Gillis. You stay right here. He ain't touching none of his stuff. We can get along without him. Papa, I want something to eat. Well, who's stopping you? There's five pounds of meat in the bundle. But it's raw. Don't be so fussy. But I don't like raw meat. Ah, you and your weak stomach. I'll go get Mr. Riley's grill. You stay where you are. We ain't touching his stuff. We got stuff of our own. But what do I eat? We got a basket full of stuff. Here, eat a radish. <laughs> Pop, I want something to eat. Well, go ahead and eat. We got loads of stuff. Look, a pound of butter. Yeah, but Mr. Gillis has the bread. Well, well, here's a can of salmon. Well, they have the can opener. I want something to eat. Look, Edward's eating a radish. All right, here, eat some salt. <laughs> some picnic. Thought you and Mr. Gillis were going to cooperate. Oh, come on, Pop. Get friends again, will you? Bark at Mr. Gillis. Oh, no, I'm through barking. A barking dog never bites. And from now on, I'm biting. Hello? Oh, hello, Dickie. Oh, nothing much. Just taking it easy. Riley and Junior went off on a picnic somewhere. Yeah, by themselves. And wait till I tell you what kind of picnic. You'll die. Take my advice. Don't tell her. Who's there? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Mrs. Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Uh, thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, I'm here, Beatrice. Um, Mr. O'Dell, the undertaker, just came in. No, everything's fine. Yeah, I'll call you later. I hope you don't mind my dropping in like this, Mrs. Riley. I was just passing by. I'm on my way to make a deposit. A deposit? But the bank isn't open on Sunday. Who said anything about banks? (laughs) I'm depositing my youngest son, Mustang, at the baseball game. Oh, I see. Dear lad, adores baseball. Personally, I think it's silly. A lot of men running around on top of the grass. (laughs) Later, I'm going down to the beach with the UEPCDS. The U-E-P-C-D-F? Yes, the Undertakers, Embalmers, and Paul Bearers Clam Digging Society. <laughs> Each year, we all take a day off from work and dig for clams. It's a nice change. <laughs> 
Yes, I imagine so. I thought your dear hubby might like to come along. Oh, Riley's gone on a picnic with Junior and Mr. Gillis and his boy. The two men have some notion about teaching the kids cooperation. An admirable idea. We're all for cooperation in my profession. In fact, we have a little poem about it. And I quote, Don't fight with your competitor. Don't push him to the wall. This earth is overcrowded, but we'll make room for all. They, they went to Griffith Park. Oh, excuse me, the phone. Hello? Oh, it's you, Mrs. Gillis. Yes? Yes? What? Are you sure? Well, I'll be running along now. Oh, that's terrible. I think I'll stick around. <laughs> oh, if they eat that. Yes, I'll get out there right away. Yes, Goodbye. Oh, Mr. O'Dell, the most awful thing has happened. Gillis was supposed to take along the hamburger for the picnic, but by mistake, he took the horse meat that was meant for the dog. Oh, dear me, that is dreadful. The poor dog will starve. Oh, those men won't know the difference. They'll eat it, and the kids. Oh, I've got to get out there right away and stop them. Could you drive me out there, Mr. O'Dell? But, of course, in my business, I'm always ready to drop everything. Well... Cheerio. We'd better be shoveling off. Pop, I want to go home. I'm hungry. Okay, let's go. Take the box to the car. Just a minute, Riley. That car stays where it is. I ain't ready to go home yet. Well, I am, and I'm driving home. Not with my half of the car, you ain't. Tell us some truth talking. There's only one way to handle a weasel like you. I'm ready any time you are. Just a minute. Junior, Egbert, go play in the playground. No, I don't want to. Do as I say. Yeah, yeah, go on, Egbert. Me and Riley got some business to settle. All right. Let's go, Junior. All right, Gillis. Put up your suit. Stay rough. When I get through with you, you four-flusher, I'll... Gillis, look over there. That woman with the green dress. See, that's Pink. What does she want? Riley! Riley! She sees us. Listen, Gillis, if she finds out we've been fighting, we're cooked. Yeah, she'll tell Honeybee. We'll never hear the end of it. Well, she must never know, Gillis. We've got to have a truce just so we get rid of her, okay? Okay with me. Here she comes. Remember, we're still pals. Yes. Oh, oh, Riley. Oh, I'm so glad I found you. I've been looking all over. Why, Peg, darling, what brings you here? Riley. Hmm? Did you... Did you eat yet? Did we eat? <laughs> I'll say we ate. Didn't we, Gillis, old pal? That's your sweet life we did. And how we yet? Oh... What a meal. Peg, you never tasted hamburgers like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still licking my chops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Riley. Oh, Mr. Gillis. Well, what's the matter, Peg? You look faint. You hungry? Gillis, old pal, here we got some hamburgers left. Huh? Oh, no, no, no thanks. Well, okay, but you're missing a great treat. It's all in the way you cook them. After all, chopped meat is chopped meat. But the way I broiled it... What do you mean, I the mean... way you broiled it? You always got to take the bows, you... Gillis! Woo! Riley. You're right, Riley, old man. <laughs> Riley, do, do you feel all right? Well, 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 sure, I feel great. What's the matter with you, Peg? What did you come out here for, anyway? Yeah, why don't you mind your own business instead of coming here to... Now, fly? just a minute. You can't talk to my wife that way. I heard enough out of you, blabbermouth. Riley? Oh, oh my heavens. Uh, you're right, Gillis, old pal. Why are you spying on us, Peg? What did you come here for? Well, I, I'm not spying. Well, I... You see, 
Well, it really doesn't matter now. It's too late. I I think I'll go home. Well, Peggy, as long as you're here... No, I, I better go. I feel a little upset, that's all. Well, but you sure you're okay, honey? Take a taxi. No, yeah? that's all right. I've got a lift home. Ah, she's gone. Now, uh, where was she? You were calling me a four-flush. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put up your duke, you four-flusher. Sarah! Yeah. You're asking for it, Riley, and you're going to get it. When I get through with you, it's no use barking at me, Riley. I ain't showing you no mercy. I told you to stop barking. I'm through it all. That ain't my bark. It's another dog. <laughs> Look. Oh, yeah. What a cute little puppy. Look. Look, he's going for the basket. Oh, he must smell the meat. Why, he's hungry. Let's give him a little piece of meat. Yeah, yeah, he looks starved. I'll get it. Yeah. Here, here, doggy. Here's some nice ground sirloin for you. Gillis, Gillis, this is just like old times. Here we was going to slug each other and a little dog. You remember, old pal? I remember. Pal? Well, here's another little dog. A wirehead. Let's give him some meat, you. Huh? Fred, here you are, doggy. Oh. Oh. Hey, look, here comes a sympathetic. Yeah. Oh. Here's a bulldog. Oh. Yeah, and a diamond. Oh. And a French poodle. Holy smoke, I'm coming like water. And he's so gone. Yeah. Listen to him. Oh, they're saying goodbye to it. Goodbye, dog. Goodbye. Au revoir. That's for the French poodle. Goodbye. I never seen so many dogs. Where'd they come from? That was no accident. Huh? They know us. Years ago, that little dog we gave the licorice to must have told his pups about us. And his pups told their pups. And today, I bet you the name of Riley and Gillis is a household word in every kennel. Riley, we can't let those dogs down again. We'll never fight. Gillis, let's shake on that. Shake. Hi, Pop. All your friends again. See that swell, Papa? You bet we're friends. We sat down and talked it over like intelligent men, and we decided cooperation is the only thing. So let this be a lesson to you boys. Oh, but the dogs helped too, didn't they? Well, of course the dogs... What dogs? Well, the dogs we let out of the dog catcher's wagon. Over you mean that... Those dogs You were... figured out? You you got those oh, dogs? Oh, oh, dogs, dogs, kill us. Oh, let this be a lesson to us. We got a couple of smart kids here. It's a wise son that knows his own father. <laughs> episode in the life of Riley is over, but next week Riley is sure to be back with his family, his friends, and his problems. He'll be heard by listeners in the United States over NBC, the national broadcasting company, by you American servicemen and women overseas, over the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Friday for another episode of The Life of Riley and check in on Monday for the next installment of The Aldrich Family. Until next time, in the words of Calvin from the comic strip Calvin and Hobbes, 
Everyone seeks happiness. Not me, though. That's the difference between me and the rest of the world. Happiness isn't good enough for me. I demand euphoria. <laughs>